Magic on the blacktop. Magic on the blacktop. Magic on the blacktop. Magic on the blacktop. Work that ball. Live from Setagayaku, Japan, this is Magic on the Blacktop, the only NBA podcast where two dudes open a pack of old trading cards and draft a fantasy basketball team. My name is Peter, and with me, as always, is the Essex Assassin, the British Bully, the English Enigma, the hospital heckler, and the dork disparager, Mr. Ian Rudd. <laughs> Is this because the Genji gloves? And yes. if you get the right amount of of magma with the Genji gloves and use them in combination with a the sword, <laughs> that's the one. Okay. You made fun of me last. Me, you know, you didn't make fun of me. You made fun of millions of Final Fantasy and RPG fans across the world. No, it was specifically you. <laughs> it, it was me. Um, it was a bit. It was a bit hard for me to swallow the fact when here when I heard it back. That's when I knew I'd sunk into such depths. But you are the dork disparager. Thank you. Yeah. No, I, well, I, I, like, I played Final Fantasy VIII, I think, Squall, yeah. with, with the, the card game. Triple Triad. I like any game with a card game. You I do. told you this before. Gwent on The Witcher, um, the Triple Triad on Final Fantasy VIII. I introduced you to a game not too long ago. Ins- Inscription. Which is basically a card game. The whole thing. But I feel like any game with a card game inside it, I like the card game more than the actual game itself, and they yeah, uh, your your Gwent stories of The Witcher were uh, mm. you you played more Gwent than I think Witching mm. Mm. absolutely. But you know so. what? People don't care about our Final Fantasies or our, our our video game habits. They're here for basketball talk. This is a good point. Um, yeah, so we are recording quite soon after episode two, just because we said last week our schedules were kind of conflicting a little bit. But we've managed to figure it out, Peter. We're here, and we yeah. can give the people what they want and kind of what they don't want I yeah think. i think they're gonna get both regardless <laughs> even though we try to stay on topic i think it's it's known that we're, we're we have a couple of tangents inside um so i think the first thing that we often do mm. is is the what's going on with you the weekly discussion time the weekly discussion but before that a quick summary of what this actual podcast is about but pete you don't have to say anything because you did it very well last week so i'm just going to throw that back in right about now each week ian and i open a pack of old trading cards and inside there are 10 available players we can choose one of them to add to our team there are some caveats this season we're doing what's called a popper draft which means that in the NBA, there are all-stars selected each year, players who are well beyond the ability of others. And we can only have three of those total on our team. The rest have to be comprised of role players and journeymen or veterans or rookies. It's fun because each team will be created with the strengths and weaknesses of those players. And after the end of 12 weeks, we simulate it on an old video game, NBA Live 2005 or NBA 2K, and we see which of us drafted the best team. There we go. Gets, so- gets better every week. <laughs> How do you know? I might have just played that whole Genji Glove monologue again. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. It, it hurts so bad to hear that and to know that I go live as like my quote-unquote job and just ramble about that stuff for nine hours a night was the most humbling thing I've ever had happen. <laughs> All right, but it's time for the weekly discussion time, which there's a jingle for. Yeah, okay. It's the weekly discussion time. It is indeed the weekly discussion. And uh, how about you, Pete? What have you been up to in the two days since I last saw you? Well... I remember we talked about I had the big event with the uh, the Jump King Challenge. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? I blew it. And <laughs> we did all right. We did what we when could. When you say you blew it, you didn't win the prize, but you didn't embarrass yourself in front of thousands of people. So I think that's a win. It was a win. Um, I 
overcame the odds. Mm. And I did have my personal best of the Jump King Challenge. I beat the entire game in about eight minutes. Pretty good. This is sounding awfully lot like All the right, game. Yeah, that, but the, the main news I got was I went to the hospital this morning and I got the news of when the bazooka bubblegum is being removed from my appendix. You ready? Yeah. It's on my birthday. <laughs> I, I asked them, is there any way we could change the dates? And they're like, I'm really sorry. We're super busy. So on my 39th birthday, I'll be holed mm. up in the hospital where I expect a visit from you. I'll be there. I will flip you off from the ground floor again. I'll be wearing a little hat. Maybe bring along some, uh, what do you call those things? Little popper? Yeah, things, party poppers. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll be there for five days. Well, that's bad luck. Yeah. And then I, they asked me, they said... So you're having a, a, a pen... What's the actual operation? Acute appendicitis removal or something. I'm I'm losing an internal organ. And they said if it didn't go, there's a chance Mm. that if things are not looking good while they're down there, they might as well take out a third of my colon. (laughs) I I said, well, wait a minute. Can you wake me up mid surgery Mm. and like ask me if that's okay? And they're like, it's a judgment call. They also said we had to sign a paper that said if there's an earthquake, some of their tools might slip and damage my organs and I'll get a blood transfusion and I might get AIDS. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, does that happen a lot here? They're like, it's very rare. I was like, okay, I accept. Um, that was their hypothetical scenario. Okay, well, so not, so, yeah. not, not the most promising meeting I've heard then, but at least you've got a date now when the operation is taking place. You yep. know, we can plan around it a bit, you know, um, when you'll be fighting fit again and um, hopefully the recovery the recovery period for a, a appendicitis removal is not too no long. it's not too bad there is one other problem um mm. that comes with surgery mm. i have to shave my where, mustache where? <laughs> well i have two choices i have to shave my mustache or this little patch wait wait, wait. you have to shave your face yeah no i'm no medical man <laughs> but are you actually are you actually getting a lobotomy <laughs> Because I'm fairly sure your appendix is nowhere near your face. What? Or did, or did the doctor just think you look so scruffy and is like just? No, no, no. We there's... refuse to operate on you unless you sort out that. No, the the actual problem is that uh, when I when I have the surgery, they have to put me under, and they have to put a tube down my throat. And I was like, that's okay. fine. It's just, just yeah. put it just put it down there, or not even down my throat. I think it's in my mouth. And there's the adhesive, and I, I didn't know this. If under general, I always say this word wrong, under general anesthesia, yeah, anesthetic, yeah. you anesthesia. are not breathing on your own. Did you know that? I didn't know this was, a, I, I didn't know what? that they, they manually make you like breathe and stuff because your body just shuts down. And I guess that's how people die is their body doesn't react well to it. So what terrified me once, um, sorry, a little tangent, but my, my very good friend back in the UK, he's a doctor. You know, I'm not very good with any kind of medical procedure, but general being under general anesthetic is generally quite terrifying for me. And the one thing he said to me once was, yeah, well, actually, even the medical professionals, we don't really know how it works. We know we give you this much in in comparison to your body weight and it'll put you out for around this amount of time, but we don't really know what it's doing to you, why it knocks you out. I was like, okay, that's yep, great. <laughs> great. And um, well, I, but it was quite terrifying, you know, that they said that you're, you basically shut down and your body can even go into like, certain hypothermic states and wow. i was like and this is all in a second language i could have got this all wrong <laughs> but they the main issue is they have a tube in there to help assist the breathing right and with the mustache i guess Stick that it, it to could, forehead or- that's what i said put it down my ear i don't know <laughs> and uh i got a shave which is devastating to me and a lot of people uh that i talked to said oh it's just hair it'll grow back 
Uh, my beard takes you don't want to see me beardless yeah, you've you, seen that you're gonna look like you're four years old yeah it sucks so the other bad thing was this is my last week mm. you don't have much to say anyway it's only been two days um they said well do you have any you know foods you can't have and i was like oh thank god because last time i was in the hospital for a week you they gave eat, right? me you, you didn't have any solid food for I, for the but the last week i did last five days okay and it was okayu which is a japanese yeah, I know, I know. rice with water in it mm, like tea on the rice right that's yeah, a it's like a... yeah it's but with this one's just water okay it's disgusting especially the hospital version of it and i was like oh yeah no okayu for me i'll just take white rice or bread and they're like ah Okayu's the only thing you must have. And I was like, okay. So there goes that for five days. But you know what? At least they're saving my life. So I can't complain too much. But I'm losing at least the mustache. You, you, you think I should just keep the beard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With just no mustache? Absolutely. For- just keep the chops on the side and uh, shave so down bad. the middle. It'll be fine. But I guess that's the weekly discussion then. What, what about is you? the worst birthday present you've ever had? Good Pete, call. Pete's, there you go. Pete's surgery. <laughs> Mine is appendicitis surgery. Um, yeah, worst birthday present ever. Do you um, have a memory? I think we recorded one on your birthday once. This one of these episodes. Might have been it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Recording with you. Um, I'll have to think, but I will be contributing in the Discord thread uh, once I've had a chance to think about it. Fair that. enough. I wouldn't say it's a discussion, more of a press release. <laughs> I want to put out. terrifying. <laughs> I just want to put to rest the uh, wild accusations that the people of Essex are losing faith in my ability as a GM and the more egregious rumor that uh, my well being is in danger. <laughs> <laughs> My I, my family house, uh, I believe, was on fire when I left it. <laughs> and, oh God! Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, in our in our darkest darkest nightmares, we did not think we'd be starting off uh, season three with Eric Snow and Emeka Okafor. But we're steadying that ship today, and I can guarantee. I'm saying out a personal guarantee to the good people of Essex and the financiers of the Essex Jammers. We are picking a superstar today. Wow. And if we don't, my name is... (laughs) Dying <laughs> yeah. My Your name, name is, is uh, Guybrush Threepwood, <laughs> yeah. and you live in a new no, address. I am sending out a personal guarantee that we are picking a superstar today. We're going to be right back on track. I would like to reiterate my <laughs> reiterate my authority as GM is total. <laughs> There's no coup. Are you being held hostage right now? <laughs> no. What a terrible thing to suggest, Peter. Um, so I look forward it to our like- team improving vastly after today's session. It seems like you have things well in hand. Yes. <laughs> You know, it's an imperfect science. Mm. We we don't have all of the data available to us. And I think you could look up all the, the, the ratings and their statistics. But part of the fun of this podcast, you have to admit, is mixing what we remember of the era and the players yeah. and applying that to a recreation of making a team. Well, this is it, yeah. So That's the, that's the premise. But, you know, I so I was... Uh, I was editing episode two yesterday, actually, which is going to go out tonight. So don't worry too much about the time frames. But we're, like I said, due to our schedules, we're, we're recording this one very soon after episode two. Um, and as I was recording it, uh, I noticed that compared to our energy at the beginning of the show, especially me, towards the end, um, my like voice was a lot quieter, maybe not as you know energetic or excited about it. And then I thought, I, need, I really need to work on that. I really need to keep up the energy throughout. And then I realized... You're getting all these bad players. If I'm getting people like Michael 
fucking doliac in my pack. How can I? How can I keep up that level of excitement? I, how am I? I'm, you're lucky. I've not stormed out of my own apartment. To be honest with you, so. I am very lucky. But that's the thing: is you got to put on a brave face. Mm. Easy for me to say. I have two pretty good players. Yeah. But I feel like the you got to weather those those storms. Okay. Well, just to quickly recap, you currently after two weeks you have Joe Johnson, Great. ISO Joe, amazing. And last week I picked up uh, Manu Ginobili. Yeah, Manu Ginobili, and more importantly, neither of which have been an All Star yet at the right. time of the when these cards are released. So you've not still not used up an All Star selection, and you've got two All Star caliber players. So it's, it's a good spot to be in, and. I know that you have Eric Snow and Emeka Okafor. You know what, though? I, I think, I know that my players are better. I understand that. But mm. I don't think the gulf between them right now would make or break a seven-game series. I feel like there's so... I don't even know if both of my guys will be on my starting team. Well, I'm hoping neither of mine are or, or <laughs> yeah. get any call time whatsoever. But we will see. We'll see. And like I said, it's a, like we said, it's a marathon, not a sprint. There are still 10 episodes of uh, Choices to Go, so we'll see. I'm we, just glad that I got Shaq today. Three years in a row. Just Shaq. Welcome back on the... Uh... Okay, one last thing I would like to put to bed. Yep. I can already anticipate people calling for my head. Mm. Manu Ginobili played basketball in Europe. That's who I'm visiting on my trip to France. I know he's from Argentina. Oh, because last week you said you're going to go to Europe and... Talk and... to my European contingent. Oh, okay. I was assuming he's playing in a summer league at yeah, his former team. He, play, he played in Spain for a number of years, so I think you're fine. So I think I'm safe, but I can feel it. Okay, talking of being subject to the people's umbrage, I, that takes us smoothly onto our next segment. The mystery player. Play it! Mystery player. So uh, I did mess up episode one, but he was. It, no, it, it made sense. He was an actor. It just wasn't the the guy playing the role I envisaged when I made the clue. But Alan Houston was an actor. He was in Blue Chips. So uh, fermented shrimp paste that still counts, even though every other person voted for Larry Johnson. But last <laughs> week's uh, clue. Do you remember any of the clues for last week's player? Yeah, he played on the same team twice. Correct. And his number was retired by that team. Correct. And there was another one that I forgot. A journeyman, an all-star, I think. Yeah, something like that. So I don't know if anyone actually got it, but I'm going to say the answer now. It is Chauncey Billups. Mr. Big Shot. Mr. Big Shot himself. And our player for this week. Okay, Are you ready? It. Yeah. Okay, this player... I'm going to go a bit easier on the clues this week. One, I think a lot of people will get this one, if you know your basketball. This player is a one-time NBA champion. Ooh. He was a junior college player of the year. Ah, junior college. Junior college. Interesting. And his nickname is that of a movie. Oh, interesting little, you know, yeah. curveball there. Yeah, I'll give... I'll give you're not going to give us the the nickname. You're going to give us the a hint towards His the nickname. His nickname is also the name of the movie. Yeah. I feel that immediately now, several people would have got that. Good luck, competitors. Fermented shrimp paste. <laughs> I just like that name. I just like saying fermented shrimp paste. It's a great, disgusting name. Do we know his real name? Or do we I think that, that might be. Okay. So. All right, but it's time, to, it's time to do the one thing that I think most people look forward to. Mm. When we do this show, and mm. that is to the packs, Junkin, Sideshow Good, Junkin, Point. <laughs> I've won, and I'm going left this time, and I'm going, I'm going this deep. Bang! Thank That's you. my pack. Your one. And this is your guaranteed all-star yep, pack. I've caught it. I've. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I'm in a lot of trouble. <laughs> 
If, if, if I, you if, have another Michael Doliak pack, I'm you are an all-star. in trouble. You're not going to see me again. Well, one thing we were a little concerned with, for those of you who don't know, we do have a couple of teams playing with us. We were, we were worried, are they going to have the same teams? Hell yes, they're going to have the same teams if the best player is Manu Ginobili. Well, this is it. And I think that, you know, like last week, Presumably, everyone has picked Manu Ginobili. Maybe. Maybe one team didn't, but pretty much everyone else did. Presumably, the week before, we, you know, there were a couple of different options, but people generally went with one of three players. So, hopefully, you know, after 12 sessions, this is going to be, this is going to generate very different teams. However, if we get a lot further into the season and there's a few weeks like last week where everyone went for the same player, we, have we some might surprises. have to uh, we have some, introduce we have some, something. Because yeah. we don't want the same four rosters playing against each other. So, no, uh, we'll figure we, it out. Well, one guy drafted Chris Kamen, so we're okay. All right, so the question is, is do I want to hear my card gum. first? I don't want to eat the bubble gum. Oh, by the way, they showed me the x-ray. It's Or the whatever. It's definitely two pieces of bazooka bubble gum. And they were like, there's a 40% chance that if you don't get the surgery, is this will come back. And I was like, no, it won't. No, I'm never eating gum again. <laughs> I should it's just... 100% chance if we do this when you're drunk. Yeah, that's right. So maybe back. it's good that I get the removal. All right, I will. I will let. Uh, I'll, I'll read your cards first because I, I, I'm eager to see who your this this star okay. is. And we start with a small card at the front, right? You're right. Yeah, let's do that. Oh, gross! One of my least favorite players from an era in which I hated the Detroit Pistons. Oh, but good player. Very skilled, annoyingly athletic and long. Oh. He's not a king. He's a prince. Oh, okay. Tayshaun Prince. Tayshaun Prince. Oh, I like... Well, that is an improvement on anything I've had so far, I think. 6'9", mm. 215. He mm. was that lean, tall yeah, frame. From Kentucky, I believe. It is not totally stated, but I'm going to go with that. It does sound... I'm, I'm 99% sure you're right. He was the Pistons' first round pick, 23rd overall, with Ben Wallace... Patrolling the interior, the tough perimeter defensive assignments fell to Prince in 03-04. He was a key to the Pistons compiling the third lowest OPPPPG opponents points per game in NBA history. In addition, he ranked third among second-year forwards in points per game. Great player. His fun fact, uh, Taze Dominguez high school teams won 96 of 105 games including a state title during his tenure wow okay yeah i think i think a few players have gone to that school maybe um uh what was that tyson chandler i think went to that school oh really as well. i think so I dominguez high school i think so i've that's a name that comes up like lincoln high school in new york i think in la dominguez high school is one of those uh perennially good so teams. it's a good so, start yeah okay i'm happy with that that's, that is uh, a good start that i think tayshon prince would be better than any option I've had so far. Definitely so, memorable. Well, well, hold on. Definitely memorable as a defensive presence mm-hmm. who always had that weird knack of being able to score yeah. in that clutch time area. There's a great clip of him playing in uh, an NCAA game. I believe it's against Duke, maybe. but uh, Or maybe UNC, I can't remember. But the game tips off. And in five offenses... Five trips up the floor, he hits five threes. Whoa, okay. So 15-0, and it's an amazing... Uh, wow. Uh, back, back at a time where that wasn't so common. Now that's kind of a you know, a given. Someone's going to fight, shoot the ball five times out of five on a three-pointer. But that, back in the day, that was quite a rarity. What about my card? Is it a rarity? Oh, man, you got the, you got the guy. Shaquille O'Neal? Bernard Robinson. Hey, there he is. Um, I was looking for him. He's a rookie card. 
Oh, is uh, they got the smoke machine on in the background. I yes, like, like those. Um, okay, forty fifth overall pick by the Bobcats. Six foot six, two hundred and ten pounds. Hmm. Bernard averaged. I'm going to say in the British way. Why am I? Why am I pandering to it's you? Okay. Bernard. <laughs> Bernard averaged in double figures as a scorer in each of his four years at the University of Michigan. Twice third team All Big Ten honoree. He is the first Wolverine to record at least 1,400 points, 600 rebounds, 300 assists, and 150 steals in his career. Last year, 12.1 points a game at Michigan. Hmm. you got to dislike those numbers. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Michigan State guy, Tom Izzo. Bazooka fun fact. In 1999, Bernard was the top player in Washington, D.C. as he led Dunbar High School, another school which you hear a lot, uh, to the city championship. Rough start. Rough start. Oh, God. Another one of my... Least favorite players. I'm just happy they're players you've heard of. Because <laughs> normally they're not. And that's This bad. guy went from arguably one of my top three most hated players to ended up being one of the most quotable and endearing players as I grew up and matured. Part of that goddamn Detroit Pistons team. None other than ball don't lie, Rashid Wallace. Okay, Sheed. Okay. Sheed, buddy. Oh, we're looking good today. This is a good start for you. Was 6'11, he an 230. We'll check that in a minute. Okay. Standing at 6'11, 230 pounds. He was the Bullets first round draft pick in 1995, the fourth overall pick, now known as the Washington Wizards. Um, acquired by a trade with the Hawks. After the Pistons acquired Rashid in 0304, their points per game rose by 1.3. Whoa. That's not why you get Sheed, though. And their opponents fell a whopping 7.9. That's mm. why you get him. Okay. He became just the fifth player in NBA history to score 20 or more points in a game for three different teams in the same season. Wow. That's kind of interesting. Hey, ball don't lie. Rashid Wallace, what a, what a, what a great headband. What a great long... He's a big man, but he had range. He could shoot the ball. Yeah. He had offense and defense. He was... Uh, I mean, I'm very happy with that. Very, very happy. Indeed. His fun fact, I like uh. him even more now. A Philly native, Rashid is a fan of the Phillies and the Flyers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Hey. Let's go. Are they in Philly? No, they're okay. in Kansas City, okay. but... He likes them. Do you know what sport the Flyers play? Um, Ice hockey. Well is done. It, is it? Okay. Well, it was an easy... Well, you flyer had... doesn't make sense for baseball. Really? The Phillies are the, the flyers, like yeah, flying around, around the, the ice. All right, okay. let's go. You got she, you got the Detroit Pistons. Your next player, yes, I know for a fact someone is going to pick him in the Cheryl Ford Classic. Do you know why? Why? Because they know him. They're good friends with him. I think. <laughs> uh oh. Your next player is uh, Luau Deng. Nice. When I was about eighteen and I was playing um, basketball in the UK, I played for a team, uh, and we would occasionally play against a team in London called Brixton. And I remember hearing that there was this, you know, we were under 18s, you know, there was this kid who was like 14 years old, just absolutely dominating, scoring 60 points a game. But one of the guys, the the Knights, the Luke Atkinson, I think they were roommates on the same England team. Because wow. they were like, the same age. Uh, yeah, Luau so, Deng, so, the I, Chicago Bull. Yeah. That's I, my memory of yeah, where he played yeah, initially. Yeah, he was a great player. But I don't know how good he's going to be on this game, to be honest, because he is a rookie. He was a highly touted rookie. He went to uh, Duke for a year, and he was good. And he had a really good NBA career. Yeah, he's a cool player, too. And I always liked his game. 
What's so, his stats? Six foot eight, two hundred and twenty pounds. Uh, like former NBA player Manu Bowl, Deng is a member of the Angola Dinka tribe from the Sudan. In his single season at Duke, he was a unanimous ACC All Freshman honoree and was selected as the most outstanding player of the Atlanta Regional at Duke, fifteen point one points a game. Bazooka fun fact: Luau's father was once the Minister of Transportation in Sudan. He now lives in England. This is fascinating. He was six eight. Like even at fourteen years old, I think it's about six seven. Because <laughs> that's I, crazy. Yeah, he. Uh, but I remember um, him making waves in the junior leagues uh, in the UK. And like I said, Luke Atkinson, who's hopefully listening to this, he's is, not. Uh, <laughs> is is a good friend of his. Ugh, yuck! Oh, I love this reaction. How can you go three for three on players? I'm just not a fan of Doug Christie. I oh, know he probably wasn't. In the I league. hate Doug Christie, okay. but it's a teammate of Doug Christie's. Um, never really liked this guy. He had the headband game, and he always his his personality was bigger than his game. Brad Miller, okay, has entered into the. He's almost certainly an all star, which um, shocking. Seven foot two sixty, not drafted. Pretty interesting, an undrafted player. Miller's stock has risen into the upper strata of NBA centers as in 03-04, he made his second straight NBA all-star team and ranked among the top 10 in rebounding and field goal percentage highlights of his season included the first two triple doubles of his career his fun fact brad a cubs fan saying take me out to the ball game at wrigley field on august 13th 2003 these are the fun facts i like do you know that that's actually a really famous thing are you aware of that I know the song. But did you know that at Wrigley Field, it is the most famous place to perform it, and they often get celebrities or personalities to do so it? Most, I know most baseball go, uh, grounds, you, you, they'll get a celebrity to come in and throw the a pitch, right? Right. And they're normally hilarious because they're so like... Oh, so bad. So bad. But is it just Wrigley Field where you sing the, the anthem? Instead? He, not the, the anthem. It's this, uh, this song. This, yeah. this famous take me out yeah, to yeah, the... Yeah. B- Wrigley Field, if you were to YouTube a famous ones, you'll see, you know... Presidents, ex-presidents, athletes, stars. So instead of throwing the pitch, they're singing the, the song. Wow. Often I drunk or terribly. <laughs> um, my favorite actor, Bill Murray. He's done several times. Okay. Truly awful. <laughs> In only his way. Okay. So there you go. Look at you. Here's the thing. Three for three, you're out the gate with draftable players, I'm though. I'm just disappointed I couldn't get any of these last week. It would have been nice to have the yeah, balance across one. three weeks. But still, I'm very happy. More importantly... The people the who backed you, your financiers. I'm in a lot of trouble with are happy as well, hopefully. Your next player is, is a Magic on the Blacktop favorite. Okay, that's a starting point. I once pushed in front of him and his wife at a McDonald's. Antoine Walker. It's Antoine Walker. Didn't I have him on my team last year? I think I think he's been on every... <laughs> uh, has, he not, has he not been on both of our rosters I don't know, but uh, he's, we've definitely had him in the video game at least one season. He must be at the end of his career now considering he's been in most seasons, I think, of Magic on the Blacktop. He's at the uh, Atlanta Hawks. He uh, is 6'9", 245 pounds. On the freewheeling offensive juggernaut that was the 0304 Mavs, Walker toned down his offense a notch. That's never a good sign. Uh, improved on his rebounding, was second on the team in assists, and uh, more than doubled his block shot total. He tossed in a pair of triple doubles, 14 hmm. points a game last season. Bazooka fun fact... Antoine was a high school football teammate of star Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Donovan McNabb, an American football player I've actually heard of, so he must be pretty good. Donovan McNabb was fantastic during his run. He um, had a kind of an incident in the Super Bowl where he puked and couldn't quite finish this game, and a lot of people targeted him as soft or not a competitor. 
all wrong. He was an outstanding quarterback. I always liked him. Would you rather have an aging uh, Antoine Walker on your team or Donovan McNabb? I'd rather go with Donovan McNabb. Okay. But would you rather have an aging Reggie effing Miller on your team? I'm just saying that's your next card. So now you've got yourselves four playable players. That's probably the... Reggie's still in the league? Reggie is still in the league. It's hard to get your mind... like We know he's 0405, but it's hard in your brain to figure out how old these players are. Yeah, because we we saw him in 95, 96. Exactly. Yeah, now he's back. Okay. The... 0405 version stands at 6'7". I'm always shocked that he was 6'7", by the way. Yeah, 190. I think that's our weight. <laughs> he was drafted in 1987 in the first round. So this, this is getting up there. I guess 95, 96 was his heyday. Uh, Miller embarks upon the 0405 season as the NBA's 14th leading scorer of all time, well within range to pick off Patrick Ewing at least, and move up another notch. He is now 181 games away from John Stockton's record for most games with the same team. Bazooka fun fact, Reggie often works out with the Pepperdine University team and he stays in close touch with the players. Good to know. Uh, Okay, can I ask how many points he had a game last year? Points per game last year, it says 800. I'm going to assume it means that's how what? many he scored in the season. There's no PPG at the end? Oh, 10. Okay. Which I was about to tell you because okay. he played 80 games. I was about to do the math in my okay. head. Okay. So, But it does say he had 800 exact points. But well, um, Very very much the tail end of his career. Maybe would have been an all-star three years ago, which also doesn't work in his favor. We'll check the all-star list when we come to pick the players at the end. Um and give a summary there but wow what what a pack so far yeah listen to this you've got Tayshon Prince Rashid Wallace Brad Miller Reggie Miller can they be my first five picks for the season (laughs) we don't need to do any more I just need somebody good here now uh, it's not a card you can pick unfortunately oh is it an insert but on the plus side it's another one of our little comic strip ones well that's not an upside you've already had four players I've only had three and they've all been bad well, it's an upside for me okay we'll, we'll show this on the discord but it's a Sean Livingston one that's pretty slick Sean Livingston of course had one of the most horrific injuries in NBA uh, in recent history uh, but then came back in late and then later in his career joined the Golden State Warriors was a huge contributor and uh, won a, a few championships Wow, Sean Livingston. What was the, the injury that he suffered? Oh man, it was horrific. He, he just everything in one of his legs. Uh, he he fell really badly. He tore his ACL, his ankle. Uh, oh, it was just one of the worst, like gruesome uh, leg injuries. Had a huge recovery. People were worried he wouldn't walk again, let alone uh, uh, play basketball again. And then he came back to the Warrior as a much more experienced, a different player. Had an amazing, unstoppable turnaround. Like he'd post up smaller guards because he's pretty big for a guard, and he would just have this fadeaway turnaround jump shot which just the Warriors he was so dependable to come off the bench and do that and then their first few of their like championship seasons this time around um, he was a huge contributor Sean Livingston was still in the league during yeah, yeah, those yeah. those early championships yeah, yeah. cool so this, this must have been very early in his career and it says uh, Sean Livingston the new director of the clip show uh, <laughs> lights camera assists what special effects people these cards are awful but they're, they're great at the same time we'll put a picture of that on the discord well I guess uh, your next thing is a Whoa, we got... What do you got? Is that we a got a, No, we have a jersey card. Oh. We have a jersey card. I didn't know, I didn't know what it was. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't process it. We have our first jersey insert, which means I might win that weird bonus or you might have a penalty. Yeah. I think you might already have it because if you don't, it's definitely a keeper. It is a Bazooka Breakaway authentic player-worn shooting shirt jersey card 
of Yao Ming. Oh, I've got a Yao Ming one, so you can have that. Oh, and it's a different one. What? Okay, it's a different Yao Ming's card. Yao Ming card. But that's amazing. That's yeah. So cool. Don't read it. I want to read it to you. You probably already read them. Congratulations! You've just received an authentic bazooka breakaway player worn shooting shirt card of Yao Ming from 2004 2005. Tops Bazooka Basketball. The material featured in the front of this card was worn during an official NBA game. The material was acquired directly from NBA Properties Inc. Thank you. So there must be two different types of jersey cards in this box set because I told you I ordered six. One yeah. of them didn't show up as we've gone on about four but it's a completely different type of card so there are two types of jersey cards in this uh, pack maybe these ones are all like the uh warm-up no no, no it's worn in the game it said oh really hey, that's what i didn't you hear the small print that i just micro machined <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> did you hear it i'm gonna it read it again shooting shirt at the bottom look it says shooting shirt the material featured on the front of this card was worn during an, an official nba game the material was acquired directly from the nba properties yeah but not during the game it I says didn't... in the game look at the front it's him wearing a uh, warm-up shirt it's him wearing a warm shirt, and it says, authentic player-worn shooting shirt. That's what you wear before the game. Those are called jerseys. Don't diminish my Yao Ming card. Now tell me who my next player is that I can finally have somebody draftable before I get Antoine Walker again. Uh, it's a big man, and he's probably pretty good. At Let's this go. Time. He might be very good. Let's go. He was go. the first overall draft pick in 2000. Whoa! Kenyon Martin. Oh. He's probably good in this game, though. Yeah, but he's... Kenyon what? Martin. <laughs> uh, Martin plastered careers high as all over yeah. his personal stat sheet in the 0304 season when he was an NBA All-Star. In merely four years as a net, he broke into the franchise top 10 in defensive rebounds, blocks, and total rebounds. 16.7 points a game last season, 9.5 rebounds. Fun fact, as a rookie, Kenyon threw down a slam so ferocious that it disabled the shot clock above the basket. Jeez. You want that kind of no. aggression on your team? No. No. Kenyon Martin was a he was an agitator he was a, a bully mm. I just it, the thing about choosing an all-star is I want to have three really cool guys that I I just sound like oh, I hate every course. NBA he, player don't I he'd probably be an all-star right so yeah. I think he said it on the back oh did I he said he was an all-star oh yeah okay I, I it's like it's just weird we're getting into teams that I rooted against during and we haven't mm. found any of the fun players like mm. Paul Pierce some people might hate Paul Pierce and be like that's the guy I don't like I actually would love to have Paul Pierce on my team. Oh, yeah. He's he's, a, he's the Boston Celtics all-time leading scorer. He's well, an amazing mean, player. Like, some people think they, they don't like him. Like, oh, that's, okay. that's not their type of player. I feel like when he... Yeah, he, he's got... Uh, a lot of people don't like Paul Pierce. And I exactly. Feel, I feel that's like, what I'm trying to say. I feel like that's a lot to do with uh, later in his career and his career as an analyst. But early on, and or even most of his career as a Boston Celtic, he's one of the best players in the league. For, so there, yeah. there are... We're just getting all the guys that I, I don't like. And I, I, I got to say, your, your pack is blessed. I mean, you have some really great cards. I like these problems better than the problems I've had the last two weeks. Well, it's another great player. Mm -hmm. Could have been amazing. Could have been possibly considered one of the all-time greats at his position, given his ability as a player. But kind of derailed due to mental issues. 6'3", 191, Agent Zero, Gilbert Arenas. What a pack. So uh, presumably he's at the Wizards? Well, he, I didn't know he was drafted by the Warriors. Yeah, he played for the Warriors. Second round. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a free agent. Arenas was forced to sit out for 27 games in 0304. I think that was the gun issue. I was going to say, did, was this prior to bringing the gun to the locker room? I think or? it's when okay. he threatened a teammate with a weapon. <laughs> hey, we like that kind of authority at the, uh, at the Essex Jammers. <laughs> 
But he ranked ninth in the NBA in trays per minute as well as 19th in steals per minute. On February 28th against the Lakers, he tied Rex Chapman's 94-95 team record of eight three-pointers in a game. Bazooka fun fact, one never knows when Gilbert is serious, but he says he'd like to be an actor and or model. Uh, Last year, he averaged 20 points per game. I mean, I would be surprised if he wasn't an all-star, but you, you have to admit... He could have been a, an amazing player. Maybe the reason he's not held in that kind of regard is because of his attitude. Because there was a couple of seasons where he was just ridiculous. He was insane. Yeah, like 60 in a game, I remember once. But then he, he would get, he, he like got into bizarre arguments. I remember one was with um, Mike Krzyzewski because uh, I guess he was coach of the USA team or assistant coach to pop on the USA team. And he didn't play uh, maybe Gilbert Arenas as much as he, Gilbert felt he should have been playing on that USA team. And I remember he made this statement about. I think he refused to play at all and then he made a statement about how he'd drop 70 if he played Duke tomorrow and all this just really bizarre kind of stuff like extra baggage that went along with it and like we said bringing a gun to practice <laughs> you so, can't do that no I, apparently not yeah but he he's a, he's a loose cannon but like I said we've had our fair share of those in the past at the uh, Essex Chambers so maybe did, there's room. did that not instigate some of the the name change from the bullets did that factor in? It might well have been yeah. around that time. Yeah. I don't know if that's, that might just be me thinking that. All I can tell you right now is I've got three cards and I need, I need two good players to choose from. You've got three left. Well. Come on, man. I'm sorry. I'm not going to even make it sound good. You've got a rookie called Royal Ivy. The skin condition or what did I have? you got rookie Royal Ivy. It's kind of a cool name, actually. I take it back. <laughs> I've heard of him before. I just don't know about him. That's actually pretty badass. Uh, Ivy, known for his heart. Well, wow. that's the sentence. <laughs> Did he have like a, an enlarged one? <laughs> uh, he left the University of Texas twice honored as the all Big 12 defensive team and with more starts than any other player in its history. He compares himself to Eric Snow. <laughs> if that's not an indictment uh, to not pick him, I don't know what is. Uh, and Kevin Ollie, because they are all about defense first. Last season, 9.4 points a game, 1.2 steals. Bazooka fun fact, Royal studied dance, ballet, hip-hop, tap, and modern at a performing arts magnet school in New York. I don't know. It seems kind of cool. Cool story, cool player, but we are not looking to draft Royal Ivy. Right now, I'm stuck with Antoine Walker as my... That sucks. You got another great player. I'm just going to be honest. So I feel like at the very least, it's the greatest pack because you have to make a tough decision in terms of... Which non-all-star do you want? Yeah. This, but this, it's, it's, a, it's a much better problem than trying to figure out if they're in the game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If it was me as the GM as the Essex Jammers, I might pick this guy. He's Richard Jefferson. Excellent player. 6'7", 222. Drafted by the Rockets in the first round, 13th overall. Jefferson moved a giant step closer to NBA all-star status in 0304 as he led the Nets in oh. scoring and ranked 12th in the NBA in field so goal he's percentage. Not, he's not an all-star. Okay. Yep. He stepped up late in the season when Jason Kidd was injured, averaging 24 points a game and four and a half assists in April. Bazooka, fun fact, Richard's, mo- <laughs> Richard's mother... Uh, okay, sorry. How dare you? <laughs> Tongue twied. I can't even say it. I can't say it. It's, it's a bunch of words in a row. All right. Fun fact, Richard's mother, Mekanese, has a PhD in education from the University of Cambridge in London. Cambridge is nowhere near London. Please don't tell me it says Cambridge in London. It does. (laughs) Is it not in London? 
Cambridge is its own city. Is it? Can I say? Yes, it says it. I swear. I oh no, I believe that. But I'm saying if it, unless there's a Richard's mother has a PhD in education from the University of Cambridge in London. Whoever made this card needs a f-ing education. Well, they need something. a PhD. It's, uh, it's like it's like saying uh, from the University of Kansas in New York. It's, no, uh, it's not. You Cambridge are- is a f-ing city. Yeah, but you guys, you have the Midlands, the Far Eastlands, the You're West. You're coming to bogs. England for the first time in December. You might get killed. Yeah, because everyone's so specific about. They're like, God, that's not. That's East London, mate. I'm from West London. Okay. It is not being overly specific to say that one city is not in another f***ing city. Well, this is a big problem that some sports heads have in America. They're like, there's this team called the LA Galaxy, hmm. but they're like in a suburb of LA and in this place called Carson. Hmm. And they'll, and the other team that's in LA, the LAFC, yeah. they'll be like, the Carson Galaxy. And who cares? Uh, yeah. But again, I can confirm that Cambridge is not a suburb of London. <laughs> it's its own. <laughs> is it 10 minutes from London? It's at least an hour. So uh, What? Yeah. Oh, okay. You're right. By, right. So anyway, All right. I take it back. Punish the, me with more bad for that, players. For that reason and that reason only, I get I'm so not much picking shit. Richard Jefferson. Well, maybe I will because he's not an all-star yet. So uh, Yeah. Who do I got? It's not looking good, Pete. I'm I just don't care. It's Antoine Walker. I'll take him. Uh, Antoine Walker. You've got Kerry Kittles. Oh, cool. Before he was a net, he was a clipper. Kittle's eight-year career in the Nets comes to an end in 0405 as he leaves New Jersey uh, as its all-time three-point maker and is ranked top ten in nine other categories. In 0304, he was a second NBA player in steals per turnover. Okay, it's not bad. 13.1 points a game last year. I, I'm sorry. I haven't been listening to a single word you've been saying. <laughs> okay. I was thinking about your next card. Okay. Oh, is it, is it that good? <laughs> yes. is, it, is it that good? It's annoying. It's just you. another. I was just. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. This. I, I'm, I'm loving just, this. Carrie Kittles, please continue. I'll give you the fun facts. It's a good yeah. fun fact. Carrie's okay. dad simultaneously worked as a janitor, a streetcar driver, and a park supervisor to support his family. That is pretty impressive. Yeah, right. He did that all in Cambridge, London. Carrie <laughs> uh, uh, Kittles. Do you think that maybe Cambridge has an annex school in London? Okay. Cambridge and Cambridge. All right, and whatever. Just stop it. Your next player was featured in episode one, but not as a pickable player because we were too busy yucking it up on his comic. Oh, oh. Is it? Is it who I think it is? It might be. Who do you think you got? Is it Pedro Stoyakovic? Pedro Stoyakovic. <laughs> It's just not the greatest pack of all time. You see, I'm not going to lie to you, Pete. I covered it quite well, but I was worried for my life at the beginning of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was totally convinced that you were safe. (laughs) As a body of work, Stoyakovich's 0304 season was one of the best ever from Mm. a scoring slash shooting perspective. He was the NBA's number two scorer. That's shocking. (laughs) Led the league in free throw percentage and threes and ranked sixth in three-point percentage. That earned him a slot... On the All-NBA second team. So he's an All-Star. Maybe. Well, being the second highest scorer, you'd hope so. <laughs> but that's, you know, sometimes those mid-season awards. Yeah. Maybe we'll he didn't score it. for the first half of the season. This is the second half. Yeah. Absolutely mentioned. Average 25 a game. Okay. Fun fact. Yeah. Pager says his favorite song for pre-game warm-ups is Lenny Kravitz's I Want to Fly. <laughs> I just, that's Sugar Ray. Yep. It's a different song. All it right. I, my last guy is... Uh, Benno Udrich. <laughs> <laughs> Benno Udrich? Yeah. And your pack had Yao Ming? Hey, come on. He was acquired via draft. Thanks. <laughs> that's what the card says. Udrich. Pronounced Udrich. <laughs> is that what it says? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like phonetically... Yeah, written. great. Uh, we'll make the US his f- the fifth country he's played in. <laughs> 
<laughs> so he's a well-traveled young man. Uh, he's a member of various teams <laughs> in his native Slovenia. He finished 0304 with Briel Milano after starting the year in Russia. He played uh, the 0203 season in Israel. Would you like to hear his Italian league record? I think I'll talk to him personally on my Euro trip. Okay. Uh, fun fact. His brother, Samo, Udrich, his father, Silvio, Udrich, they both played professional basketball in Slovenia. Great. Isn't, well, okay, isn't Slovenia doing quite well now because of Luka Doncic? Luka Doncic, yeah. Um, exactly. He very much paved the way for Luka. <laughs> can, I, can I put Luka in my team? <laughs> so this is tough. I would say in the history of Magic on the Blacktop. Has there been a more disparagement between two packs of I don't cards? think so. Because we've had weeks where we've had... As bad a pack as you just had now. Yes. Probably worse. Yeah. This yeah. Isn't the worst. Last week, I yeah. would say, objectively. And in the early seasons, we had a couple which were just... I think there was one... We, didn't we just re-record the show? We did. <laughs> was that bad? Like Season one, it was so bad that we, we stopped and we re-recorded the show. And funny note, that's the time you got Michael Jordan. Here's the thing. This was a tough one because... At, I, I, I'm satisfied that you at least have to make a GM decision. I'm satisfied that I've got at least an extra week of this podcast before I go missing. <laughs> <laughs> That's so brutal. What a pack. I All would right. say mine was objectively awful. Yours was outstanding. The jammers are back. Can you go ahead and pull up the all-star sheets? Or do you want me to do it on my phone? No, or no, can no, you? I got it. I got it. Got it. Hold on. Okay, so... We, when we read the players out, we said we're going to read the All-Stars last, maybe. So let's... Uh, okay, so let's, Brad Miller. Let me just find the All-Stars in your deck. Yeah, that shouldn't take you long. Um, Antoine Walker is one Kenyon of them. Kenyon Martin. No, he's not. Antoine Walker Ken, is one? Kenyon Martin is also one of them. Are you serious? I think it's because of your <laughs> stupid three-year... Are, are you picking Royal Ivy this week? <laughs> I can't possibly choose Antoine Walker now. That had to have been from three years ago. Because he's like 39. Uh, uh, yeah. Udrich, welcome to the Kansas Blockers. Okay, well, I can give you the points per game with each one. Uh, I need a little uh, bit. Hold on. Uh, Let's get your guys sorted out really quick, if that's all right. Because I've got Brad Miller at the back. Am I not all All-Stars? Actually, I think you got really lucky. Ben Wallace. No, you have Rashid Wallace. Is he... Just check Benno Udrich. Wow. Oh, Pager was. Pager was. So there is some... What about Reggie Miller? Might have been too far past his prime. Yep, he was. All right, so you're first. The Essex Jammers are on the clock. With your third pick, do you choose Tayshawn Prince, Rashid Wallace, Reggie Miller, Gilbert Arenas, Richard Jefferson, or your two all-stars, Peja Stoyakovich and Brad Miller. So you're right. It's a good problem to have, but it is a problem because lots of those players were great. We said as a gentleman's agreement, we do not look at the stats for the video games. We have no idea um, if players are good are going to be good on the, whatever game we play. So it's just going purely on memory, who you think is best. I'm using an all-star pick this week. Wow. Because... I love me some Pages Stoyakovich. Well, uh, we've played through two seasons. Yep. We think point guards are the most risky play because the game doesn't, we feel. Yeah. Well, we spoke about this just before the show, right? That in, in video games, especially of that era, the 
if you've got a huge player like you've got a Shaq or a KG if they've got a high rating you just make them dunk anytime they're near it that's very easy to do similarly if you've got a three point shooter you just give them a really high yep. things like assists and steals it, it doesn't translate well maybe if you're playing the game yourself it mm-hmm. does but we simulate these so a, a reliable three point shooter I will gladly take so you know, it could be risky. I hope I don't regret that. But this is the this is the deal with the pulpit draft, right? I mean, there are some great players. Richard Jefferson isn't an all star yet. I probably would have so I considered. Was, I was thinking Richard Jefferson, Reggie Miller is just a little bit past it. Brad Miller. What about Sheed? Is uh, Brad Miller's an all star? Uh, so yeah, Rashid, Rashid Wallace as well would have been would have been great. These are coming into their prime. But like you said, Pager was the second high scorer in the league last Crazy. season. Crazy. I have to take drastic measures. If I had the luxury of two other half-decent players, I might not have to pull the, the plug right now. But Pull the plug? That's what I want to do with my entire team. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I might not have to resort to these measures right now. However, I'm using an all-star pick. I'm picking Pedro Stoyakovic, and I'm very happy with that. Well, I'm not very happy at all when I found out that Antoine Walker somehow made his last all-star game three years ago. Uh, Peter. Yo! The Kansas blockers are on the clock. Your choices are, in no particular order, Bernard Robinson, Luau Deng, yeah. Royal Ivy, Kerry Kittles, Benno Udrich. God. And your two all-stars. <laughs> That's awful. That's insane. Kenyon Martin. Ugh. Or Antoine Walker. That's brutal. <laughs> this is quite possibly the worst pack I've ever seen. Um, can I see the all of the cards? <laughs> okay, you want me to read out some stats? Uh, what, point points per game. That's a good one, sure. right? For, for each player. Uh, uh, Bernard Robinson was not in the league last season. Uh, <laughs> Benno Udrick was not in the league last season. Um, Royal Ivy was not in the league last season. Uh, Luau Deng was not in the league last season. You have one player that played last year. <laughs> Is this Utrich or... And he's actually a good player. Kerry Kittles? It's Kerry Kittles. It's, uh, he averaged 13.1 points a game. Uh, he averaged four rebounds and two and a half scores. <laughs> <laughs> he's literally... If you want someone who played last year who wasn't an all-star, you have a choice. Okay. And what was Antoine Walker and Kenyon Martin's Oh, please choose one of these. Please, please choose one of these. Um, points per game last season. Antoine Walker, 14. God. Uh, Kenyon Martin, 16.7. Any other stats? Do you want rebounds? Yeah. Uh, Kenyon Martin, 9.5. That's pretty good. Uh, Antoine Walker, 8.3. So. What was Kittle's other statistics? Do you want the tattoo card? <laughs> <laughs> he was in your pack, unfortunately. <laughs> Even the tattoo card. Uh, I didn't really have... And remember, you had Yao Ming as your insert. You didn't even get the, the big fat card this week. I would have... As much as I love Pager, I would pick Yami. Oh, yeah, easily. Can I just have to stick a bubble gum? I think acute <laughs> appendicitis was better than these choices. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I stand by the fact that it may not... If this was week 11, oh, yeah. I would choose Kenyon Martin. It's tough because I really loathe Kenyon Martin. Not his game. He's cool. I'm sure he's a fine person, but like just that era and the way he played, I just didn't like the teams he was on. I didn't really like him. Antoine Walker, I would have chosen. Gladly welcomed him back. See, I, re- I don't really even remember him being at Atlanta. I remember him being old at the Mavs. Yeah. This is where he went after that. Yeah, I think we just got unlucky with our let's make it three years for each instead of two. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Oh, greatest decision I ever made. Yeah. 
who knew it would come back like this? So for me, it's between Kerry Kittles and Luol Deng. And I would probably choose Luol Deng if it was his second year. But I, I feel like oh, yeah, using yeah, my gamesmanship and thinking of video games, I think that we no one really could even possibly predict that he was going to be good. Uh, but he did play at Duke. But I think we're talking like 70s or low 70s. But Kittles might slide into that 78, 79, 80. He could still have some respect. He was decent on the team. I would be okay with the 75. And look, I got Joe Johnson. I've got um, Manu Ginobili. What position did Kittles play? I just want to know exactly what it says. Okay. Also, I just want to remind you that my... Uh my Who Wants to Be a Millionaire music, which is playing throughout all it's this gone. while you're picking, it only lasts for about four minutes. So okay, um, it's done. I think I've had to repeat. Yeah. Uh, it, um, Kerry Kittles. I think what, he's a guard. What do you want? His height or something? No, his position. That's listen. He's a guard. Six five. It's a guard. I didn't know. Yeah, if I mean, it, it doesn't say. Oh, yeah, it says guard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Kansas blockers. Kansas starts with the K and blockers has a K in it. Kerry Kittles. We can do something that with the advertisement teams. We can figure it out. The Kittles, Kansas, the, the Kansan Kittles. Shut up. The, the, the blocker Kittle. I don't know. We're okay. done. Well, uh, you know, these are these are the weeks that make the podcast what it is. It'd be boring if, if, if we didn't have weeks like It'd this. It'd be so boring if we had Tayshawn Prince, Rashid Wallace, Peja Stoyakovich, oh, Richard man, Jefferson, Gilbert Arenas, well. I didn't even look Rashid into it. Wallace, I'll be honest Ben Wallace, Peja, Yao Ming. I'll be honest with you. I, I was really having quite a dilemma who to pick. I was going between Rashid Wallace... Uh, Tayshon Prince, I've been absolutely happy with, and then it's between Rashid and Tayshon, and then it was between. Um, However, when you mentioned Pager, all those worries went out the window. That was your last card. All right, Pete, do you want to summarize the the episode with sound, perhaps? Yeah, f-ing sucks. <laughs> you can beep that out. <laughs> okay. I think it's the sound that my appendix made when it was in great pain the other day. It was a terrible episode. Um, but you know what? There were some highs and some lows. I will think, as worried as we were about everyone choosing the same player, thank God week three might be a good barometer oh, good, for the Cheryl Ford Classic. Good shout. I can imagine some very, very different choices. I would hope so because they have – well, not from my pack. <laughs> but from your selection, there's so many interesting – maybe a Kenyon Martin. I can see somebody saying that's a good pick. But, like, there's a lot of really fun decisions to be made over I mean, here. every player was good. Literally every player, right? There wasn't one obscure player in my pack, was there? I mean, I think everyone. I think if you had to be really picky, I would say Reggie Miller. <laughs> As an obscure player. <laughs> oh, obscure. I thought you meant diminish of some sort. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Tayshon, I guess, because okay. it's still his early era. But like, no, you nailed it this week. I am struggling. All right. So that concludes episode three. I'm glad I have a month away from this bull so that I can let these packs sit and think about it. That's right. We're not going to be recording for a little while yet. However, the shows will still go out every two weeks. So, um... Oof. All right. Well, I'm off to celebrate. Yeah, I'm off to get drunk. (laughs) Magic on the blacktop. Magic on the blacktop. Magic on the blacktop. Magic on the blacktop. Work that ball.